Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ghostfire Media Podcast here on Friday night. I am Adam Wood. Uh, to that way is Carl Henderson. That way is Josh Laston, and that is Nick Adams in the corner over there. How are you doing tonight, gentlemen? I'm pretty well. I'm on my crappy webcam. <laughs> I feel you, man. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on my laptop when, uh, while I'm all here on vacation. Uh, how's it going down there, Josh? You know what? I've had better days. We've had some uh, serious storms rolling through northeast Ohio, and, well, I'll be the first to tell you that there's a chance I lose power tonight. So <laughs> if we do lose the stream, no, it's because, you know what? Mother Nature does not like me. All right, Nick, what about you, man? Oh, I've I've been better. feel like crap, and... We'll see how long I hold out here tonight, but I'll make everybody feel happy and I'll tell them how, you know, amazing the uh, 96 degree weather has been. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I I, mine hit 100 here in North Carolina. I don't even know what it's going to be like in Texas when I get back next week. The heat index up here today was 111 degrees. Yep, yeah, that's that's here. not hot or anything. Nope, I'm not melting. I mean, at I least it hasn't been. Igloo. At least it hasn't been terribly hot. We've just had crap weather listen i live in massachusetts it's, new <laughs> it's, like a, it's it's the country's equivalent to an igloo i enjoy it being cold i don't like it when it's 111 degrees that's not fun anything over 85 is terrible shouldn't exist eh, we'll agree with that we'll, we'll we'll give it to you all right hey justin uh thanks for uh, tuning in man i see you out there in the chats but uh oh man it's been a blast i've been here on vacation in north carolina kind of been away from uh i racing and everything uh still did the monday night leagues feels but i can't wait to be back next week and then kind of uh get back into the whole i racing groove and get everything uh, get away from this reconstruction i've been doing remodeling and reconstruction in my daughter's room uh due to water damage and then uh, it's been a pain in the ass yeah, that's a vacation right there, doing construction. That That's every vacation I take these days, is some form of housework. Oh, yeah, I took my vacation last year in, uh, in February, and I did the kitchen. Then I took another one in June, and I did the floor. <laughs> I take a vacation next February, I'll probably do the bathroom. Yeah, yeah I still got to do that. No one, told gotta... me, no one told me all the fun there was, including owning a house. They just told me it was nice to own your own place. You can do yeah. whatever you want to it. They forgot to tell you, you still have to do it all. Even though you can do whatever you want, you still got to do it. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, I mean, we had a fantastic week so far. I mean, we had uh, a great race at Sebring uh, with Fuel. Uh, let's see. We Tuesday night, we had the Andy, Ro the Andy Oval with IVRL. Or Which where were we? Surprisingly... Surprisingly good. Sportsman for AOLL was Nashville Super Speedway last night for TNT with Charlotte. And man, do we got some stuff to talk about with that one. And then actually Sunday, this past Sunday, good Lord. That was... Is that Watkins Glen? Yeah, that was the Glen. I keep forgetting we're a week behind everyone else. Effing nightmare. It was a delight. It's an effing nightmare. But uh, yeah, um, I, I've not raced Nashville Super Speedway yet. I've missed every single one oh. of uh, the opportunities, and I hear it's a great track. Uh, it's a better track to watch a race at than it is to be a part of, though. The the major problem was it was my first time running Nashville Super Speedway, 
and I was not prepared for the uh, tire wear, and it showed. Speaking yeah. of Nashville, uh, our own Carl Henderson was on vacation this past weekend, went to what I would call a cluster muck of a uh, IndyCar race uh, in the streets of Nashville. So, Carl, you want to give us your opinion on that before we get into tower racing? Well, yeah, I, I didn't see much of anything. I mostly saw the back of other people's heads and heard some cars <laughs> going past me. But, um, no, it was I, – I genuinely had a great time. They had a cool setup there. Um, biggest complaint I have is that they had no water refilling stations. They wouldn't allow you to bring in your own beverages, and uh, waters were $5 a bottle. So um, – and it was very much needed. So I, I spent way more money than I should have on water slash, like, Bud Light. So – so you so were drinking water anyway, just in a can. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, after last night at the Patriots game, realizing that Bud Light and then water just don't equal it when it's that hot, I can only imagine Yeah, it was, how it much was of a horrible. headache you had the next day. Yeah, it was not fun. All right. All right. So I think it's uh, time to go ahead and get this kicked off tonight. We have... Nicholas Weatherby from the IVRL getting ready to talk right. about wonderful times at Indy. Hey, Nick, are uh, you there, man? Yes, sir. Outstanding, man. How's your night going? It's going pretty good. All right. Well, go ahead and remind the viewers. Go ahead and tell all the viewers that you were on quite a bit ago, a couple months ago. So, Go ahead and remind the viewers who you are and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Nicholas Weatherby. Uh, I am part of the IVRL Butt Kicker Cup Series. Um, I am from upstate New York, now currently located in North Carolina. Uh, okay. I like NASCAR. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, I like dirt racing. I like graphic design. I like photography. Yeah, it's pretty much all that stuff. Long walk to the beach. Late at oh, night with, yes. With someone. Definitely the beach. And got to drive a few hours to go see some muddy waters there in uh, North Carolina or South Carolina. <laughs> There's a lot of muddy water here. The drainage here is terrible. But, uh, hey, man, uh, so I don't know if we talked to you last time about it. Do you have any, like, real-world experience or are you just uh, mostly simulation experience? Uh, definitely simulation experience. <laughs> I would like some real world experience, but ah, who knows? Maybe someday. I keep all with right. this momentum you have after the summer break for the Olympics. You're going to uh, be challenging Kazi for, for driver of the year here in uh, a championship because you have been by far the most consistent guy since we come back from the break. Uh, I'm still surprised they even won that race. I thought, well, actually, Kazi himself said he didn't like that track. So, but, I mean, knowing Kazi, he says he'll suck at a track, but he'll go out yeah. and win it. Yeah, let, let's go back and look at his 13 wins this year. Uh, about eight of them the week before on the on the broadcast when we talked about winning the week before. He goes, oh, I suck there. I'm going to be terrible. And he comes out, and he's a half second faster than everybody. So when he say he doesn't like a track, I think he's a liar. <laughs> I, I flat out call him a liar every time I talk to him now because he always tells me he doesn't like a track. Yeah, I love Indianapolis, so um, <laughs> I, I mean, I figured I would have a good spot, like finishing position, but I did not think I would win it. So, 
you had some interesting battles on Tuesday, especially with Patrick Gaspar uh, at the end of the second stage. And then you really kind of drove away in the final stage because of the strategy that played out with you guys. But uh, how was it out there on the track with uh, with those guys on Tuesday? Uh, so dirty air was actually a pretty big thing, uh, especially when you were right on someone's tail, uh, especially drafting. Drafting was huge. Uh, but me and Patrick, we got out to like on a two second gap from the rest of the pack we were pretty much on our own <laughs> i was trying to get a gap or no not a gap a draft on them and i eventually did uh i can't remember did i go underneath him in the final corner uh i believe yeah i think the, i think the race winning pass you went to his inside because uh, the mm. race winning pass was right near the end of stage two is when the when you went into stage three, you went and got four tires, and he took two, and that you were able to pull out by about eight seconds before the pit stops. Yeah, he he tried to undercut me, which I mean, <laughs> if I was in his position, which I, I'll probably try and do, but <clears throat> I don't try and take those risks. I actually I I tried a two tire stop one time uh, in elite in a like a <laughs> a. Fair- race on iRacing, and I definitely regret it. I regret it. I instantly got loose, and I lost it. Yeah, the the two tire stops that I've ever done, it, and the car is just driving on ice for about five or six laps. And I mean, you're doing more, you know, damage control, trying not to run, a, you know, lose the car with those two tires versus just taking four. So I think you kind of lose it. And it also depends on what track, but most of the tracks uh, just been terrible. You actually spoke yeah. about him trying to undercut you in the uh, in the final stage there when you guys went in. Uh, in the middle of the first stage, you uh, you had an opportunity to win the first stage as well. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, it was the second stage. It was the second stage you had an opportunity to win. You were on him for most of the second stage, and uh, you were about a half second behind him. He pitted. You stayed out for an extra lap. And he took a five and a half second lead on you after that. Uh, did that make you realize how powerful the undercut was there at that point? Uh, yeah, it did make me realize that. Because, <clears throat> uh, to be honest, I didn't even realize he undercut me. Uh, luckily for me, I had Charles Gierig and uh, Harvey Abrams in there. And so they told me when Patrick was pitting because they knew I had a, a pretty good chance of winning. So they... I kind of got to give them credit because they told me the details I needed to know because uh, Charles was usually behind Patrick as far as like maybe a second back or something like that. And he would know when he's pitting. Uh, but yeah, I, it definitely caught me off guard because uh, I did not expect him to pit that soon. Uh, I think I went like another two laps longer than him. Uh, but I, I knew that, if he short pitted, I would have fresher tires than him no matter what. So that's what gave me the confidence to <laughs> the restart to just pass him. Well, there you go. Uh, so next Tuesday, we go uh, to the Motor City. We're going to, well, close to the Motor City. We're going to Michigan. Uh, and we will be uh, there at the Michigan uh, Super Speedway. So you like Michigan? Are you fast at Michigan? 
Uh, I haven't driven at Michigan in a while. Uh, I do know that it is kind of a mid mid lane track. You kind of want to run up near the uh, top, especially in real life races. I think they either use the very bottom or the like second to last lane of the top. So uh, I feel if we get enough drivers, which I hope, um, it'll definitely be a fun race. Um, I definitely know Daytona, there will be every, everyone that was in the league originally is going to hop into that race because that, that race, anyone can get in uh, to the playoffs. So that Daytona race, I'm also looking forward to, but Michigan, I am kind of, I gotta say, I'm, I don't really know what to think that, like how I'll do. Uh, I haven't driven at that track in a while. I mean, for me, like uh, when I drive Michigan, I know it's a it's a momentum based uh, track. I mean, you miss your mark, or especially when the tires get older, you have to keep up the momentum going through the corners. So if you get on the the throttle too late, or it pushes you a little bit too much uh, with the worn tires, uh, and you lose that momentum, I mean, people will pass you left and right. So you have to hit your marks and basically throughout the whole entire race, man. Uh, and a draft is kind of king there, too. I mean, it pulls you in the corners a little bit faster than you're used to during practice and solo qualifying when you're doing that. So, I mean, there's a lot of different aspects of uh, Michigan that I like. Uh, so, and one and two and three and four are totally different corners, in my opinion. you got to run two different lines for it. So, uh, I really like Michigan. I'm looking forward to uh, being back next Tuesday and racing it. Yeah, uh, I feel turns one and two, you take the bottom, and then three and four, you run the top. Uh, I, I at least think that's how it should be ran, but I don't know. Uh, I definitely need to do some practice laps. Uh, I hadn't even started practicing. <laughs> I need to do that. Um, and actually, the Indianapolis race, I didn't get any practice in because my internet was out. Uh, had to get a new modem and everything, so I... That practice was the practice session that was in the race and pretty much the entire race. Is there anything intimidating to either of you, Adam or Nicholas, about going off into a corner at Michigan at 206, 207 miles an hour? Uh, yeah, that, that would scare me, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you just have to be able to hit your marks, like I said. Like, whenever you start getting a little bit more worn tires, uh when you're releasing going in the corners to not abuse your tires uh to, to try to do some tire savings i mean you're gonna have to kind of back up the corners especially if you get a huge run uh these cup cars get you know a decent amount of run if you're coming get a good run off of turn two and going down that back straightaway you can pick up quite a few miles an hour on the guy in front of you which throws your whole entire entry off of three uh with uh, so much more momentum going into the corner so it's you know it, it can be a little bit weary because, uh, you know, you try to make make use of that extra speed that you got going in the corner, and uh, the car's going to definitely push if you don't pay attention to it whenever you're trying to be a little bit more aggressive to get by somebody. Yeah, uh, clean air will be very important. Uh, dirty air, just like Indianapolis, except Indianapolis is actually more flat than uh, Michigan. Michigan is more banking, so I think you could use more throttle mid-corners than you could at Indianapolis. Uh, also a high uh, steering ratio, too. Uh, for Indianapolis, I use a 12-to-1. That 
really helped me with tire saving. Uh, also, <laughs> it was me while pa following uh, Patrick's line. It's what probably got me to pass him. Uh, he was running the preferred line, which is underneath the white line, which is where you want to run. And I was just following that, and I eventually perfected that, and I used that to my advantage. Uh, in turns one and two, uh, I would really catch him off of the exit, and then, I don't even know, would you call that three and four, that little kink? Uh, I would, what, in, in Indies? Yeah. That's a little short shoot between three and four. All right. And yeah, I would definitely catch him right there as far as speed because I would uh, hit the gas earlier than him. So tell me this: uh, what was your thinking when the caution came out late in the the final stage? There, I mean, you had a hell of a run, uh, a huge gap between you and second place, and a caution comes out. I mean, were you like, "Oh crap, there goes my chance"? I, <laughs> to be honest, I was livid. I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad because I was like, these guys couldn't drive for another lap. I was about to hit the white flag, and um, it, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that made me really mad. And then when it came out again, I went over the intercoms. And I'm like, guys, come on, let's get at least two more laps in. That's all we need. And I'm I'm just happy after that final caution. Um, after the green white checkered, they finally gathered. Actually, they didn't. They they, they kept wrecking. Uh, when I took the white flag, so I'm just happy I got past the white flag, and then no cautions could come out. I got you, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, you uh, like Nick said, you've been on fire, man. Uh, even before that, uh, you know, you were up front on all the road courses prior to it. Uh, you've been up front whenever you ran uh, i mean you've had some bad luck uh while running up front too so uh the finishes weren't there for a little bit but uh throughout the race you were there so uh, some of the races you didn't get the finishes that you deserve but it looks like you know you're trending upwards with getting those uh the, the finishing places that you have been deserving of yeah uh road america was unfortunate uh i hit the pit wall <laughs> That ruined my. You uh, didn't spin out when you took the lead. Oh yes, yes. I am very thankful that never happened to me uh, yet. Uh, I shouldn't say to me. Uh, um, Darlington. I was really looking forward to that race, but I just had bad luck. Uh, I think. Yeah, I got into an accident. I, th I don't know who uh, was it. Um, cause you or something like that i don't know me and him we got into a little scuffle in turns three and four uh no hard feelings though uh honestly that was probably one of my <laughs> i was so excited for that track it's just it sucked i didn't get to do well because i love running the wall um but i am looking forward to the next darlington race i'll be running a throwback i don't know who yet but i will be um Phoenix, the last race, uh, I don't know if I would get that far in the playoffs, but Phoenix was also kind of not nice to me as well, especially the final stage, the final few laps. Uh, some of us were on very worn tires. Um, I managed to save mine, so I tried to use the most of it in the final 
uh, run or green white checkered. I think we had a wreck. Um, and <laughs> I accidentally got into Greg Hole uh, and whatnot. And I think I got like an eighth place or actually something like that. Um, that was frustrating, but again, no hard feelings. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the playoffs. Actually, I need to look through the schedule and see what the playoff races or schedule is going to be for playoffs. I know Darlington yeah. is in it. There, there's um, a quite a bit of mix of uh, different style tracks, so that's what I like about it. I just hate that uh, the final track is Phoenix. I'd rather it be Homestead. I, I want to go back to Homestead for the final race, not Phoenix. Yeah, I love running the wall at Phoenix. I mean, Homestead. God, not Phoenix. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can run the wall at Phoenix. It just won't end well. <laughs> not at all. No, no, not at all. That'll ruin your entire race. So, yeah, man, uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, we, since we're, we've already talked about that. Um, Michigan, we talked about upcoming or the last race. Uh, well, is there any is there any race that you're other than Darlington? I mean, that you got pinpointed that's going to be yours uh, for the rest of the season. That's you know that's a, you know one of those things that you you know that's your track. You got the best hope at winning. Um, I'll I'll have to say Daytona, the second race, uh, the final race of the regular season. Um, I'm. Pretty, I'm okay at play tracks. Uh, I think the last time I actually, I don't even think I've driven the. Yeah, we did Talladega, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Then, um, <laughs> actually, I think I finished. I can't remember that race. Oh my god. It, it's etched in Adam's um, mind because that was his win. Yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> right. He, he, he I, won I remember that. it. <laughs> then yeah, then yeah, I finished that race because I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember that then. Yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, I, I think I got a top 10 in that race. Uh, it's mostly teamwork-based, but with the new drafting model and whatnot, which we already raced in, um, it'll be, since we know how to like pretty much drive it now, I think it'll be interesting what those that are teaming up can do to get to the front. Um the bottom line is going to be dominant, so I'm going to make sure to stay down there as much as possible. Um, I mean, the top lane can come in, but there has to be enough drivers to uh, stick with it. Yeah, um, it, it definitely takes some finesse for this new new package, and it takes a lot of cars to make the outside line work. you got to have either the same amount or, if not, even more cars in the outside lane to get the momentum on the bottom. And then you got to hope the bottom shuffles a lot. You got to make sure, you know, leave some gaps. Not everybody is giving that arrow push because you don't have to be on the back bumper anymore to give that arrow push whenever you're like, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth in line. You you have to, you can, you know, leave a car length gap or not really, you know, half a car length gap and still get that arrow push that they need. So uh, side drafting is king. So if the outside line can perfect that and get enough cars up there, they can make it work. Yeah, that that's what I'm happy about um, with the new drafting packages. You don't need to actually hit the person 
in the rear to push them. They can just get pushed by the pocket of air, which uh, makes me more comfortable <laughs> instead of hitting someone right in the rear and turning them on accident because they get someone unsettled. Um, that and your engine temperatures will be a little bit better by not uh, being on that rear bumper for a lap and a half trying to keep them up there. Yeah, I, I okay, so the next gen, I actually am in the league for them. The drafting is terrible with that car at Daytona. That was the first race. Was out Daytona. Week? Um, is that you who won? Yeah, I won Auto Club. Um, that track was very drafting based. Um, ridiculous. Um, you <laughs> you couldn't make the bottom work because you would have no drafting there. You know, the car next year is going to be so drafting based. It's it, I'm. I mean, it was fun to drive, but it would not be fun to watch. You know, uh, I'm. I can't really say I'm excited for next year. I mean, it's a new car. That's also that's exciting, but it's just I don't know if the racing will live up I, to. I mean, uh, my experience so far with you know iRacing's version of what they're thinking it's going to be is, we did Michigan, and uh, I had Randy Pepper. Uh, blow my doors off down the back straightaway. I mean, I felt like I was sitting still because, I mean, they were getting that much of a run. I mean, you know, it was great to be able to see these cars not be affected that much by the pocket of air, so to speak. They are able to, like, really close the gap. It wasn't like, okay, I'm catching their back bumper, I'm catching their back bumper, all right, that pocket of air squeezed me before I could actually, you know, slowed me down before I actually can pop out and make a move. Whereas the new, this next-gen car, you know, you're able to like close almost all the way up to the back bumper and then hang a left and then go buy them. You know, you can really use it up and it, that bubble really didn't exist, so to speak. I don't know if it's just bad physics or unknown physics of what it's going to be, but you know, that's what I like about the next gen car. And I, I think I want to join a, you know, get into a next gen league as well to uh, start working with that car. It also turned Michigan into a super speedway. Uh, you still had. To, I think you still. I think you still had to to break a lot going in the corners. It wasn't as heavily as uh, the the cup cars were, but uh, especially uh, solo though. Solo, yeah, it's a it's a straight super speedway. You just flat footed all the way around. Well, well, you know, we experienced. We also ran the next gen cars with AOL in uh, uh, at Iowa, and it was a similar deal. It was um, you know kind of wide open solo, and then um, in the pack it was. Um, you know, just kind of just barely lifting off the throttle um, if you were directly behind someone. And I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was like this constant, like, you know, battle of, like, trying to see how hard you could push it to the edge. Um, because, you know, it, it, it would try to go around on you, but it was still stable. I mean, at least at Iowa, which is, like, about my only experience with the next-gen car, I really enjoyed it. That's actually the uh, number one complaint that a lot of the uh, drivers have is that it seems like next season they've been complaining for about three years that the car is too easy to drive and now it's turned into every mile and a half or two mile racetrack is going to drive like daytona and talladega well see uh, now, that, now i'm i mean i'm, I'm not even talking NASCAR. like i mean just, yeah, just that's, on racing just on that's where the yeah. car is going to have to be that's the I, problem is that if it's going to be the way it's driving on iRacing 
is the way I mean, it's going to drive. Well, they're not gonna, they don't know yet because they don't it's have the, the concern of a lot of the drivers who have done testing is that that's how the car is driving. But they haven't really driven in a race situation yet. They've done a lot of solo runs and things like that. I, personally, I thought Iowa drove nothing like a super speedway. Um, it was, uh, you know, a lot more wide open than I'd be in the uh, current uh, gen car. But I mean, it was, it was still, it was still challenging to a degree. It wasn't like, I don't know. It's hard. It was, it was, it was, it was easy to control, but it was difficult to be really fast. Um, you know, we still had guys like, you know, I can remember, you know, in that race, Blake Gordon blew my doors off. That's not surprising. I mean, that's the, uh, that's, that's, you know, what I would expect to see out of plate. Yeah. And like, we, I, I would say it's so easy. It's hard, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it's like, so, we got to keep in mind, though, that they're still testing it as we speak right now. Like, they just did a test at, like, a few weeks ago at Texas on tire load uh, to see how much load the tires get in each corner. It's a sensor. Uh, and actually, <laughs> the Toyota Camry wrecked at Texas. And apparently it was because he got into the PJ1 and he wrecked. So that is probably a sign that no more PJ1, hopefully, will be in place even even though it it sometimes brings in good racing um i don't really see it as a positive effect i was gonna say it completely screwed over the texas race at indy this year yeah like they couldn't even touch the top they couldn't Mm -hmm. touch the top because it would just absolutely upset the car and ruin their ruin them and make them spin out it was ridiculous 90 percent sure they uh, made the decision after new hampshire to no longer put pj1 on the racetrack oh that was the best racing i've seen in new hampshire with this package yeah i'm pretty oh. sure that, that was the that was the announcement the weekend of new hampshire that they decided that at, at least at smi racetracks that they will no longer use pj1 that i if, <laughs> okay so the next gen at short tracks like darlington and whatnot will be an absolute blast to watch i already know it if you watch the uh uh what was it the all-star race with the uh the nascar guys i mean we, we yeah. can't we can only go based off of them sadly as far as like professional or deal kind of stuff uh that was entertaining to watch i don't know about you guys because they were constantly going at each other at the corners. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, and like, I've, uh, I have a feeling short tracks like New Hampshire, uh, Martinsville, of course, Martinsville will always be eventful. Um, but like those half miles will be the pride, the, you know, the stars of the show. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, next year's gonna be a great year for NASCAR. I hope uh, it's gonna be different. Uh, it's gonna be a different, different look on the track that we've seen in quite a long time. Uh, so, and then hopefully by then, you know, more physics and learning about it can make uh, the driving characteristics and eye racing differently. Because I mean, that's how they learn. They see the real world telemetry and then they try to re- replicate it here in eye racing. So. Hopefully, you know, we'll get some better setups and get a better understanding when they understand it more, whenever they get out there and do some more pack, ra- actually do pack racing on these mile and a half super speedways. So we'll figure it out. But uh, hey, man, uh, we appreciate you coming on tonight and uh, joining us and congratulations on your win. 
last week at Indy, and we hopefully uh, will see you at least in the uh, the top three next week. I will be there with you in the wonderful single the singles guys and uh, general chat. Hang out and have some fun. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. I've thought about in a few of the uh, leagues just popping down into the solo chat just to meet new people, and obviously most of the guys in these leagues are characters in their own right, and I don't have to listen to Nick in race chat. <laughs> the very animated Nick. <laughs> That's an uh, understatement. The, the viewers at home listen to this on the podcast on uh spotify cannot see what nick is doing right now but uh, okay i'll tell go fuck yourself josh (laughs) you're the little brother of the group and the and ccr so we're just gonna do it we're gonna make fun of you at all costs thank you for at least rephrasing what you said yeah all right caught myself (laughs) mid-sentence all right uh so the next league we want to bring in tonight is going to be fuel uh, we have Michael Stroll coming in. Uh, he's been having a really great finishes the past week. I know this uh, Sebring was challenging. Everybody here had something to deal with Sebring, so everybody's going to have a wonderful talk. Uh, I got to view it. These guys I'm got to race it. <laughs> I gave up. I, I'm not, I, I blew my fucking motor. I'm not talking about it. Uh, two bombs. Yep. We have one more. And Nick will probably use it in the next 20 minutes. 20 seconds? Oh, give me some credit. I can at least make it a half hour. (laughs) All right. Well, we're bringing in Michael Strollman. How are you doing tonight? Uh, Sorry, you cut out. I'm going to turn my camera on. What's up? Hey, (laughs) man. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I see you're not on vacation now. You're at home in your rig, so it's good to see you. Yeah, yeah. Vacation was hot, but... Um, like you guys said, <laughs> but, uh, um, it's, it's hot where I'm at right now in PA and I've been out it and it's, it's like 6am. So I'm kind of beat, um, went to the, done, done the music, music festival with the family. So I'm just finally now, uh, having a good one of these. The thing that was unavailable that. to me until like five years ago. Gotta get those plugs in for the sponsor. I understand. Yeah. I wish they would give me some attention, but when I reached out, they ignored me. <laughs> So whatever. Do that. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, they like the free sponsorship. They just don't want to pay you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. What's up? How you guys doing? Uh, it's a, a wonderful evening here on this uh, glorious Friday the 13th. Oh, I just, oh, it is Friday the 13th. I didn't yeah, about that. make that connection either. <laughs> I think the entire week felt like Friday the 13th. Yeah, it's been a long week. Wow. So, so, gentlemen, we'll start talking about it. Sebring. Uh, Michael's one of the admins. I, I'm not sure which one of was he was the one fighting for this track to be in it or what it was. But uh, so far, I've heard I've seen mixed reviews uh, through the group chats uh, for it. So what's your take on wonderful Sebring? Uh, we when we were um discussing the schedule about maybe three months ago already. Uh, I know Alan really pushed for the three road courses that are on there, and I was apprehensive because I'm not really a road course guy to begin with. But I'm I, I like road courses. I'm just not really that good at them. So I was like, ah, Sebring's not really like a a NASCAR road course. I wasn't sure 
how that would be perceived but and how it would go but um i thought it went well uh i was actually had some sort of pace more pace than i thought i would myself and we had 40 cars which blew my mind i, I was expecting maybe like 25 but that 40 cars in a non-road course uh racetrack uh non-nascar road course sorry uh, really healthy and made me happy um as far as what people thought it's road course i think no matter what road course we went to yeah. someone, somebody was gonna bitch yeah. so i mean that's that's kind of what you get when you're in a league you're not gonna make everybody happy like I, I run a football pool at work and you know some guys are like well we should do this or we should do that or you know when i have like poker, poker games at my house oh the rules should be this way or that way you just kind of have to learn with whatever you're doing you know and here's what we're doing, and you can either come play and come have fun and, and go along with it or not. Yeah, and like uh, like I said up in the booth, man, 40 cars showing up for road courses, you know, unheard of. Uh, most people, you know, like, hey, man, that's going to be my drop week or this is going to be my bye week. I'm just going to take this week off. Uh, you know, I, I've raced in quite a few leagues, and that's kind of mentality. There's only, you know, you got the few diehard people who really love road courses, and you got the people who really love the league, and they'll race no matter what. And then you got the other people who are like, no, nah, I'm not doing that, bro. And it's really yeah, we got about maybe, I would say, four guys in our league that are really good at road courses. You got Riley Thompson, who who led every lap, and I think he's won four straight road courses in our league now. And you got Thomas Bressy, who's, who's won a couple. Allen's pretty fast, and then I think you know, I, I saw Blake was pretty good. Justin Morton's pretty good. So that's, uh, those are your, those are your five guys. And they, and in practice, they were kind of out there on their own. And then we had a group of like, from like six to like 13th that were on top of each other. And then there was everybody else. I thought from my vantage point, the race went pretty clean. I didn't see too many, you know, dumb things. I didn't see you know, some people blew corners. I blew corners. I spun out, but nothing like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought Daytona was worse than Sebring. So there's that. Well, yeah. I, I think we, we had that we had that one uh, lap one wreck that happened like uh, in the third corner, maybe second corner, something like that. That was a uh, complete disaster. Uh, but other than that, I agree. I mean, because I was, I was, I mean, I, I was running uh, towards the back of the field quite a bit. Um, I, people were clean for the most part. They'd run off track. They'd wait. They'd wait in the grass for people to go yeah. by, and then they come back out. It was awesome. Yeah, that's what me. You sit around the corner under the I was going to say, you look like a cop at a speed hey, trap. I spun out, and there was 41 cars coming, and I was like, well, you know what? This is a really long racetrack, but I'm not going to get out before they get around that corner. I'm, I'm coming I'm coming out of those S's, and, and the crew chief was like, oh, there's a car stopped at the head. I'm like, all right, where the fuck is he at? And then I'm like, where is he? I didn't see anybody. And then right when I passed the tire barrier, I see you. I'm like, whoa, yo, there's this dude sitting here like a state trooper. I don't know how you got over there. I, I I spun out and I was in the middle of the track, but you guys were like four seconds behind me, and I was like, "There's no way I get up to speed before they come around that corner." So I had two options: gun it and pray to God nobody hit me, or just put it in reverse and slowly back up and wait. Yeah, don't don't do the gun it and hope and pray thing because yeah, nine times out of ten you're gonna get clobbered, <laughs> and then someone's like cussing you out, and then that's not good. Like that's what we don't want. We don't want like arca breaking. We don't want stuff like that. You know. If you get in trouble, just uh, just stay in trouble till it's clear. I do have I to was, say, I wasn't going to win, so I was fine with being a lap down. I, I do have to say that was actually one of the positives that I saw with Sebring is it's a big enough track to where it took forever for those leaders that were way faster than me to actually get up to me. Yeah, yeah, it's like a I don't know how long the course is. I was just trying to keep it on the track. That's my Carl. 
you mentioned the turn two or three incident on the first lap. The incident was in turn two the first time. And then the next quarter, there was another incident, and that incident was me. <laughs> they started yeah. it, and I finished it for them. Yeah, from my vantage point, because I was, I was like, I think I started like seventh, and I saw Alan. He kind of got in a little too hot, and he got in the dirt, and he carefully came back on. But then the guys behind him, like, just bulldozed. Yeah. And uh, just... Well, you had some people that bulldozed. You had some people that brake checked, because I talked to, uh, man, name slipped me, the number 11, whenever he got up in the booth. And he's Martin. like, yeah, I saw... yeah, he said, he's like, hey, man, uh, like, he, I saw him go off. I saw him coming back on. I didn't know if he was going to jerk it on or and just like slam oh. him back down there in front of everybody. <laughs> she said oh. on. Yeah. And then, That's what uh, she said. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I have to leave these open, man. This is what this is about. I don't know if I want to be. I don't know if I want to be jerked on. <laughs> I <must> be, <laughs> hey, hold on, wait. We are inclusive here at GFM. All right. like to be jerked on, <laughs> off, next to whatever. We're but, uh, inclusive. Do it on your own time. But Horton, he he said that uh that uh you know he kind of slowed down a little bit, which then stacked up the field, and then all hell broke loose behind yeah. us there, and uh. A lot of stuff, but I, I right quick while I have a you know I'm talking. Uh, Blake Gordon he commented down here and he said he really appreciated and he is super thankful that you guys listened the admins and switched the, to the full lay a uh, full layout and uh, thanks again that was a fun race. I want to so, I want to yeah. talk about Blake for a second because when we first got together with you guys, I would look at like what leagues you guys covered and then I went to like the AOL standings and I'm like this 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 guy. Like so, I came over. I'm like, I gotta get this guy with us to see how he stack up, and I'm glad he, I'm glad he decided because I asked him a couple of times. He's like, the 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 competition is deep in fuel, and and it is. And then you got your guys in the back. Someone's gotta finish last. Someone's gotta finish first. But I really think what we have now. I mean, I usually I, Daytona wasn't surprising to get more or to get the the field we had. We I think every season we have in fuel we start with daytona it's always a full field and then like by week three maybe two we get like half and then it stays at like 20 the whole year i'm confident we can stay at 30 the whole year and that's what that was one of our goals honestly well, so far the lowest been... is a 40 <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean so. it's it's one of those things that we look at other leagues, and people start to drop as they aren't, like, running for the championship and all that, because that's all it's about. Right. But, like, honestly, just running with this group, everybody's a great time. I haven't come across anybody that I'm just like, yeah, screw that guy. It, it <laughs> used to be real toxic and um, real, like, I, I feel like Fuel maybe had, like, a the meme league kind of tagged onto it. I kind of heard that from the grapevine. And we, like I, I think I said last time I was on the podcast, we really worked hard to, to rid of that, like without making it like too serious, where it's off-putting to guys that don't run as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then uh, Blake said that maybe that you know sometimes the entry fee kind of helps because it's the more serious people who are going to come in if they're going to, you know, pay into it. You know. Yeah, we no. were we we were kind of nervous with that, especially Will, because Will was like, you know, this has never been a a league yet to pay into, so we we're like, well, maybe if you know we do that, it would help some people stick around regardless of how well they ran. But I think we have USA. USA might be a little with cautions. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking forward to forty three cars. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to forty three cars on that mile. What I, three quarters like of a mile? Gonna... Like when you're at Bristol, you have 
you know, a decent amount of space between people at the start of the race. If you look at USA, mm-hmm. it's going to be 20, maybe 15 laps before the leaders are at the back of the pack. Yeah. I can't wait to see Pit Road. Does USA even, even have 43 stalls? It's probably going to be shared. Yeah. I don't know. I can't answer that. To be honest. I'll, look, I'll look right now. Well, I, I mean, I, that and if, you know, you're spread out uh, going through Pit Road... Uh, and you have to pit maybe like, you know, you're at the back of the pack got damage and you're like, crap, it's enough damage. I should come in and pit and try to heal up or do something. You're probably going to go a lap down. It's yeah. a small track. You got 40, you know, you know, 30 plus cars, 40 cars. Uh, you could go a lap down. I've done it in like a, other leagues on smaller tracks. Uh, you know, I'm pitting from 22nd and I go a, almost like borderline a lap down. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> yes. That's when you kind of damage intermediate and immediately however you want to say it you know do a little bit here do a little bit there um i i'm confident it won't be a total shit show even if we get a full guild can we run it in dirt no <laughs> damn <laughs> well, hey, i think hey, will's pretty adamant and not having dirt in premiere hey hey just while we have a second here josh uh if you wouldn't mind checking my volume since you uh haven't been looking at your messages uh because i need to say anything so no it's not fine on me uh yeah, it's it has thirty seven pit stalls. Interesting. Looks like a couple guys gonna be shit out of luck. <laughs> well, I think I think iRacing, if you break like the pit limit, it ends up sharing stalls. Swear, so I've heard that. I'm not hundred percent honest, you know, for sure. We'll find out Monday night. How does yeah, that even yeah. work? Does it I mean you just pit at different times? I don't... Well, no, you just you go through people in pit road. Okay. iRacing is still, that's like the only arcade part of iRacing left, is that you go through people on pit road. I so can imagine them changing when you, when you pit, yeah. I can't wait for them to finally change it. It'll be nice well, when people actually have to I, pay attention when they exit and enter their stalls. Yeah. I, I think the horrible, though, the, the spotters, unless they get a huge upgrade, nobody's going to be able to tell you that Hey, you got the you know a car coming up out of out of pit road, you know. So it's gonna be it's yeah, gonna be a hard a hard learning curve that they ever do. There's three alternatives that don't take up much space in your computer, like crew chief that are. No, but I'm saying there's nothing that tells you there's a on pit road you don't get it inside outside. There's no like somebody else. The only thing you get on pit road is your countdown. Yeah, I've gotten think... inside on pit road before when somebody's to my left. Yeah, I think if they would implement that, not ghost the cars, they they should. At first, make it an option, like leagues. Like, you yeah, know, don't just go into it. So, we'll see. Kind of like happens. the tire, kind of like the tire model. Mm-hmm. The tire models, you know, for official, but then league races, you know, or the tire tire sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I like that aspect. You know, we're able to move away from uh, just everybody gets as much tire, you know, unlimited to you know. Let's have three sets of tires. Yeah, it'll be yeah. nice when they give us the choose rule as well. Yeah, they have to get the lucky dog first. They have to get that corrected first before they can actually implement the choose rule. But um, uh, so Michael, who do you think has the best shot uh at this wonderful short track we got coming up? Um, you got Cameron Hearn, uh, Allen. Um, I'll put my name in a hat. Cause I'm 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 pretty uh, somehow okay at short tracks. I think all my fuel wins have been at short tracks. I found myself at the, you know, almost all the short tracks. So uh, there's that. If 
my teammate Braxton shows up, he'll be up there. Um, you got Eric Wineland. He's pretty good at short tracks. I'm trying to think who else in sports moves up there. Those are probably the five. I know, I know, like guys like Thomas Bressy, He don't really like the really, really small tracks, but he'll probably be up there regardless. So there's five guys I'll throw in the hat. But I just want to add, USA is without a doubt my best track. I think I might be able to get my first top twenty um, if I play my cards right. Yeah, it's it's just a simple oval. It's just like you know, I, I love USA. I'm, I'm sad it doesn't exist anymore. But anytime I've run there, I, I've had a good time. It's like every other short track, though. Yeah, it's survival it's a, of the smartest. And anything, if it drives like any short track currently, it's like Richmond without the D on a straightaway. So if you're okay at Richmond, you should be okay here. And last what time we were, you... last time we were at Richmond, Allen killed us. So. <laughs> oh man, do you do you think you're that it's gonna be a one group track? Everybody's fighting for the bottom, or do you think you, everybody's gonna be able to get that uh, outside lane to work? I think I I, I think. The outside lane, I don't think you can go up there and make a pass, but I think you can definitely hold your own up there if you get kicked out of the groove. Like, because it, it, with the B car, you kind of need the whole track to complete the pass, and that's going to be the problem. Like, once you get on the inside of somebody, you're going to have the inside guy kind of going in, like, 10 feet deeper to kind of clear that guy, maybe, like, wash him up a little bit and dime in the corner, come off just to clear him. You're going to get that kind of stuff. The problem, you know, like we had at Nashville – it's kind of the same, almost the same kind of track because people hitting the wall, bouncing off and come back across. So that's one thing we'll have to watch. That happened to me in, a, in, a, in another league race on Wednesday. It happened to me twice. Someone hit the wall before and cleaned me out. So um, that's USA is pretty smooth where Nashville is really bumpy. Nashville kind of throws you around a little bit. But I, I, I'm confident, you know, with the experience I've had in this league be, without even you know, before I was in Adamant that we can be pretty clean, even with 40 people. I'm going to have to run a uh, an AI race to see what it, how long the train is with 40 cars. Just cause... I, I, I didn't think of that. I have not even tried the AI in the sim yet, to be honest. Uh, you There are certain levels, and Adam and I have talked at length about this, if you take it over, like, 75% for, like, the skill level, they are unnaturally fast. Like, there is oh, no yeah. way you could ever, like, keep up with them. And Talladega in the draft, they pulled away from me. They were doing about 210. That's crazy. Yeah, they, they just pulled away. Like, I, my car could – I was, like, literally uh, right behind them, and they just pulled away from me. I, I couldn't even stay in the draft. Dead. So, oh. yeah, so I found, like, a good balance of probably, like, a skill set around, you know, 45 to 60 is really good. Uh, if you want, you know, decent amount of, uh, just to see what type of lanes you want. If you want challenging, you can kind of move up to 65 okay. to where they're, where they're going to pull away from you and you're going to try to find the lane or whatever the hell they have to do. But And each track is different. Right, right. But it's surprisingly it's fun. And it'll get you yeah. used to running around people without actually having to run with people. And... Yeah. And the track, the tracks that do have AI racing, you're able to go in and modify like a normal uh, league race or a hosted session where you can adjust the fuel weight. Since once again, in any of the NASCAR series, you can't adjust the fuel rates during normal practice. You either have to post up a practice server or an AI race if it exists for the race that you're going for to adjust the, the weight ratios for it. 
Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I might give it a shot. I know we got to really finalize what setup we're using. I know Will said maybe like the New Hampshire or Richmond setup. I feel like in my mind, the Richmond setup probably better. Just common sense. Like, Richmond's kind of similar, so. I was going to say, it's about the same it level of ba yeah. banking, mm -hmm. about the same length. Right. I mean, whatever. It may not be built for it, but it'll still be a great time. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I mean, the B car is the B car. It's going to be tight no matter what. And I'm sure after the race, someone's going to be pissed off. Fill up my inbox with, this guy should be on the track, or why we let him in this league? Or it's like, man, crabby river. Yeah, it, it, there's a uh, there's a complaint form for that. It's called the uh, my ass hurts. You know, damn well I might make one, and I'll just post it. Say here, fill this out. Do I have to hear anybody? Yeah, we'll file it in the uh, in the paper shredder. That's that's our filing cabinet. All thirteen. We can build you a bot to auto-reply to where it sounds like every you're actually reading them. <laughs> I love Nick's attitude. Like, <laughs> Hey, Carl? Carl? You can kiss my ass. The only reason you won last night is because Josh got caught up in shit. I, I tried to uh, get in that series, but I was denied. Yeah, you're too good. I'm going to get fired. Uh, that's you what I was told. I'm like, okay. Listen, listen, the difference between you and the last person that was too good to be in the series, though, is coming out of turn four, you wouldn't drift across the line to win the race. Yeah, we, we, had, we had one guy. And then, yeah, we had one and then you wouldn't go on and race one Cup Series race, make a fool of yourself, and never show your face again. That yeah, we, That's something you wouldn't do. No. Yeah, we had a dude, uh, Richmond, uh, almost lapped the field. I mean, he, he just went out there and uh, put on a clinic on these guys. And coming out of turn four, he had a mistake and spawned no, out. No, you're thinking, you're thinking, no, that's, that was Iowa the next week when he backed it across the line. Oh. His, you know, he did he did the first one on purpose, and then everybody bitched him out. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. And the next week he had a mistake, which was totally not a mistake because you can hear him go from first to, from fourth to reverse because he knew what he was doing, but. <laughs> Nonetheless, it still it, it still pisses me off because that's just that's just kind of like throwing it in your guys' face. That ah, I'm too good for you guys. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. I came out of turn four and I drove through his car so he couldn't celebrate. Because <laughs> that 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 really pisses me off. If there's one thing I can like, I can take you backing across the rest that you can back around the entire racetrack after the race. I don't give a damn what you do after you won, but having no respect for people and doing something like that deserves me going through your windshield and killing you. I like I like his attitude, and here's why: because Nick, you're kind of like, like you're. I, I, I don't take offense to any of what I'm about to say because I'm not. But there's there's a percentage of of I'll, I'll use fuel as an example because the only example I have. You get you get this group up here that's like really fast, and kind of have everybody else. And I have some of those guys on my team, and and I'm working with them to try to get better. But there's there, the attitude like Nick's where he knows his place in the track, and he's like not gonna let a really like alien fast guy like shove him around you know and sometimes we we get i i've seen that like oh you're a lot done get the hell out of my way it's like man, it's on the track too you know you gotta, you gotta shed a track you, you yeah. catch, if you catch a lapper like immediately like he can't just stop and pull over and um i think boomer had had a, had something like that happen a couple times already i'm like boomer just hey man you didn't do nothing wrong it is what it is. I mean, sometimes I, you know, communication over the radio say, "Hey, I'm coming up on you. Can I pass you left, 
low or high, uh, communicate with them like, hey, I'm coming up. You know, that that puts a little bit more respect into it versus you expecting somebody to move out of your way for you, you know? Yeah, I don't ever expect anyone to lay over. I just don't want no one to do something stupid. Yeah, you want to know where they're going to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have the uh, the opposite of the Ryan Newman uh, thought process. I'll move over for everybody except the leader. Oh, that's fine. The, le the leader has to pass me. Everybody else, go right on by. I'm not racing you to keep my lap. <laughs> that's right. That's right. On that topic, it depends for me, honestly. Like, if, if I think I might be able to hold them off, then sure, I'll do it. But if, it, if it's going to be like an inevitable, like, two, like they're going to get around me eventually, like, I, it's, it's, there's, there's a chance I'm going to get wrecked uh, trying to hold them off. There's a chance that I'm going to burn, wreck myself because I'm trying to hold them off. I might uh, burn through my equipment. Um, if, if it's an inevitability, like if I get, if I get Blake Gordon behind me, um, or I get Thomas Bressy behind me, like, and, and they're clearly faster than I am, which is all the time, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let them by. It also depends what point of the race you're in. If yep. it's like, if it's like not 20 and you, you got involved in the first, you got wrecking, you're trying, you're still trying to fight to get back on the lap. I mean, don't do nothing dumb, but race them. But if it's 10 to go, I usually like, oh, just go. I don't want to ruin the finish. Speaking of Thomas Bressy, he's kind of famous. Oh, is he? Yeah. Let's hear it. I, I had no idea that he was in uh, the OCRP Racing League at one point. I don't know I what found, that is. I found that out the other. Well, it's it's it, it unless there's two Thomas Bressies who drive the exact same looking car in I racing with Probably the same. Not. Yeah. So he was. Um, it's a it's a YouTubers Racing League. Uh, it's it's the Orange County Roleplay uh, I Racing League, which is okay. from like a YouTuber named Jeff Faviato, who has somewhere around three million subscribers on YouTube. And him and him and Mike Corvo uh, got into it more than once wow, uh, on the track. So there's some, yeah, I I found that out this morning because I was watching it. I was like, wait a second, that's Bressy. I know that. I I thought his name looked familiar. I said, like, I didn't know he was famous. It's funny when I look through when I scout leagues or just kind of look at like where everyone's been or what everyone's doing, and you're like, oh, what's this league? And I look and see their roster, and I see a name that like I haven't seen in 15 years. I'm like, man, he's still in this shit. Like that's that's pretty cool. You know, there's a couple guys I've I've seen, you know, around that are still doing whether it's racing or doing designs. Like I'm like, man, like 20, 25 years is a long damn time, and we're still at it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know on our team, CCR, Josh Hanner has talked uh, before about uh, some of the uh, like on his old racing team right back when he started i racing. Like some of the guys who are relatively famous now uh, who got big uh, that were on his team with him. I think. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he said Ray Alfala was on his team uh, at one point. So uh, it's really cool having these connections of people that have been in you know in i racing for a really long time like that. Yeah, when I first started sim racing, we had a kid in our league named Brent Barks. Now he runs the World of Outlaws. He's one of the races. Awesome. So, like, I still see him around. And um, there's a couple of guys that I know racing the Coke series that I used to, to run in NRO3. And, and people are still kicking it, man. It's, it's cool. And then now, like, I, like I said, I think I took, like, a five-year break because my life got in the way. Then I came back. It's like the whole, the whole game changed while it stayed the same. It's like... It was like sim racing took this boom period on. Now there's so many new guys, and it's like 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 you guys. You guys have only been doing this for about a year or so, and you're still working at it, and learning, and trying to get better at your craft and your hobby, and, and to put on the best product that you can. But it, it doesn't happen overnight. 
like you know i was the, i wasn't the, a world class painter when i started when i was 15 years old you know it's like no one no one starts at the top very much so <laughs> but hey man uh we appreciate you coming on man uh it's always great to have you on here uh, maybe we'll see you in the podium next week uh and you called your shot so hopefully you'll be up there man yeah i always feel like if i don't get in somebody else's shit then i'll i'll, I'll probably be in the top 10 somewhere i got you yeah josh last and then larry patrick's gonna be covering that on monday night i'll be uh getting ready for my flight out early the next morning so i'm taking the night off so they're gonna be out there on the horn all right sounds good looking forward to it all right man you have a good evening all right, guys. You too. Later. All right. That was wonderful fuel, man. I it, It's a wonderful series so far. I, we're just a few races into the wonderful 16-week season. Uh, Carl, Josh, and Nick, they've all been having some fun in this league. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like... suck, and I'm not ever going to win anything except maybe a, a super <laughs> speedway. But damn, am I having a lot of fun! Okay, you, you, you have the highest finish out. You, you have not only the only top twenty out of the three of us. Um, you have a third place finish, so you get that going for you. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be competitive eventually. I just need to keep working at. I mean, the, the, it'll come eventually. The more cars you run, the more different tracks you run, overall better you're going to be. So, you know, and then especially if you're around, you know, really high quality racers, I mean, it kind of helps you improve your racecraft because you're able to ride behind other people to see what lines they're using, how they're saving their tires, how they're doing X, Y, and Z, which ultimately will help you in the long run. So, I mean, uh, it's good to be racing that league. Yeah, and th th this is the segment of the show where we pump Nick up so that it's way more satisfying when we tear him down later. Hey, listen, yes. I didn't race at all this week in any of the, except on last Sunday, and I can admit that I that I don't know what the what in the how many have we had this week so far. We've had two. Good, well, you you, you also race Monday. Uh, uh, well, no, I mean Sunday night in 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 the AOL. The ones we're about to start talking about. Gotcha. I have no idea what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I, serious, I seriously, I. I, I love the Glen. I'm way did, faster. How many, times, than, how many times did you mow the grass? The grass I didn't, off I of... didn't mow the grass. That was the problem. I I just was. I think the last time we went water. there, I think it was in the trucks or no, that was know. TNT. Dude, I'm I'm super quick at the Glen. I love Watkins Glen. I I should have been competing for a top five, but I just I could not get my shit together on Sunday. Because so. I know I know you were blowing the second to last turn the last time we were broadcasting for you. You kept blowing that one, so good. Good to see that you didn't mow the grass there last Sunday. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what the hell was going on. I just couldn't figure it out this last week. I, I don't know if it was a setup, if it was the track. I no idea, but it just me and that track did not agree this last time. All right, so as we're kind of already transitioning into, we're going to the AOL segment. Which one are we going to? We're going we're to gonna go TNT? straight to TNT. Yeah. Let's right. get well, the we... enemy of everybody else in the tnt in here <laughs> that's a lot well, i love brandon let's get good old brandon bernhardt in here <laughs> hey brandon this is uh the ghostfire media guys you got a copy oh yeah you guys got me yes yeah. man how is your night going uh it's going pretty good all right it's good all right man uh 
tell us a little. It's been a while since you've been on here, so I'll just go ahead and tell all all your wonderful fans. Because I mean, you, you got a huge fan base now, man. You're up there leading races, winning some. Uh, so go ahead and <laughs> almost tell all tell, of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got a huge fan base. Go ahead and remind the viewers who you are, who you race for, your hobbies, and all that wonderful stuff. Uh, yeah, Brian Bernhardt. <clears throat> I run for Endeavor Racing uh, in the AOL TNT series, uh, Sportsman series, and Cup series, and then in the Fuel series and Premier series, I guess. Um, yeah, outside of I racing, don't do a whole lot. Uh, fish once in a while and uh, watch sports is about it. Nothing too exciting. Oh man! Hey man, uh, we appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, you've uh, got experience in mostly every every race that we talked about, so it'd be a no-brainer to have you on here. And uh, you're also one of the new AOLL admins, so uh, you got a surprise a little bit later for us to unveil the new uh, chase format. I guess uh, I don't I know exactly. Brandon, take your hat off for a second. Is that a, do you actually have a mullet? Uh, it's it's used to be a mole. It's kind of grown out now. It's not it's not nearly as good as it used to be. Okay, because Johnny <laughs> said, "Look at that mullet," and I thought I thought I was in 1992. <laughs> I thought I thought Randy Pepper joined us. Or, no, or, I, or any NASCAR race. I don't, I don't think Randy Pepper's ever yeah. had a mullet. I'm wait, sorry. Wait, wait. Are we are we at Talladega in the fall? Everybody's <laughs> got their mullets. The back of their necks are a little cold, so they got to make sure they have their mullet grown. Yeah, I uh, I grew out a mullet for a college graduation. And now it's kind of just all grown out here. Hey, Randy Pepper has a question. Do you have a Princess Leia headset on? Is that what that is? No, it's the <laughs> it's the new Logitech one. And all Best Buy I broke my last one. All Best Buy had was a white one with the purple. So uh, that's what I got right now. And so I can get the different color strap. And then on my desktop, I can change the colors of these. It's so girly. Now, when you say you broke your last one, every time I've ever met somebody who has a broken microphone, there's always a story yes. that goes along with it. So how well, did the last one come to meet its death? So the sad thing is, is it actually broke on its own, but oh, uh, the Talladega truck race, um, I got turned going through the travel, going to the trucker flag, flipped, did not get to finish the race, stopped before the line. And was seconds away from throwing my headset instead threw something else that was sitting on my desk. Went to put my headset on the next race and it broke. So <laughs> it should have just threw it that night. Well, that's a lot yes. cheaper than what Blake Gordon did one time because I guess Blake took his VR off one time and threw it across the room. Yeah, yeah. Everything I have other than my monitors are uh, kind of stationary down, so I can't chuck my wheel or anything. So I kind of can't fuck up the expensive stuff. Yeah, I, I actually I I, I broke my last headset. Um, I know exactly what uh, race it was. Um, it was um, uh, at Dover, and I think uh, season the, the championship season of TNT last year. Because um, that was an awful race for me, and I it, it I just pulled it off really quickly, and it just snapped on the top. And I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. The I only thing it. I've ever thrown uh, since I got back into iRace, the only thing I ever threw was a uh, cell phone because that was the only thing that I could throw. It's the only thing that wasn't like, you know, on the table or on the ground. And I was like, I need to throw something. So I picked up a cell phone. And we also know that Dan truly loves to throw water bottles. 
I can't throw water bottles in my house because when I do, my dog goes after them. She takes the cap off of them, and then there's water everywhere. Yeah, I try to find the least expensive thing on my desk and chucked it. I've uh, I've broken quite a few uh, PlayStation controllers, but uh, haven't broken a headset throwing it yet. I I've thrown this headset quite a bit. It's still hanging in there. Uh, the the little adapter though uh, bit the dust the other week. My I'm back here in North Carolina and I have this little kitten that runs around. And uh, apparently in the middle of the night, she decided to eat the USB cable cord to it. So uh, $14 down the drain. Uh, thanks. There was one <laughs> There was one race last year, or I think it might have been during this season. I don't remember if it was this season or last season, but Carl's VR went out. And I was seriously expecting to hear him just take his VR off and just hear the next thing go boom. Because I, I thought he, he was so pissed. He was like, what the fuck? Well, so, 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 so let me let me talk about that piece of shit VR I had. So, wait, oh wait, Carl. Before you go into this tangent, Ghostfire Media does not believe, nor do we endorse Carl Henderson's opinion of this headset. If you would like to sponsor us, we will call you the best thing in the world. Randy, right, need, Randy needs a uh, new one. Can, His doesn't you can work. Go ahead now, Carl. Yes, now, now that we don't endorse it. Randy and I can both. Uh, uh, attest to the fact that the oculus quest is a piece of garbage carl is no um, longer a part of ghostfire so, media <laughs> so uh, we were we were running the winter series um in the indy car and we're running at indianapolis and i was having the race of my life i was running in second right behind blake and i was gating on him and it was incredible and i was like right behind him and then like he's he he, he, he like has a little bit of an issue i get past him and it's like, holy crap, I have a chance to win this race. And then, because for some reason the cable wasn't charging it, the battery died. So I had to like pull it over the pits with no video, whatever. Oh, that's and then Atlanta, what I was talking about. Oh, that, okay, Atlanta, okay. it just builds up to it because I was oh, like, oh, okay. I bought a new cable. I'm like, I think I got this thing figured out now. Running in Atlanta. And um, that was a race that I was uh, competitive ish in. Should have been a top five for me. And. Uh, headset just randomly disconnected, took me out of the championship chase. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I was so angry that night. My wife immediately, like when I came out, said, "Like, you can just buy another headset. You just go buy one. Just go buy it." And, and I did. So, no, notice headset. the actual cables coming out of the headset to where everything is powered through those. So it's Carl real helpful. It, it didn't yeah. help that that night that Carl like came into the race and he should have won the race, and then he made a mistake, like twenty laps in or whatever, and tapped the wall, and he was just waiting for us to be able to pit to fix it, and then, yeah. and, then so, just, and then I fucked him up, so it really didn't help. So what, what, what? I mean, it's funny about that race because I was faster than Josh short run, and I had done no practice for long run. This is Atlanta, and you know the first like. By or 10, 15 laps, Josh and I pulled away from the field, and he was he was running first. I was in second. I was right behind him. I was faster than he was, and then he pulled away from me. And so that's why I ran so well at Atlanta this year. Is I really, really practiced on long runs. <laughs> he, he was cranky. He wanted I, that redemption. <laughs> I put in some insane hours practicing at Atlanta because I I was if I was going to lose it wasn't going to be due to a long run again. Are you saying you put in more hours than disconnecting? So, are you saying you put in more hours than you should have? 
Oh, yeah. I, I, honestly, I probably do that every week. Um, I won last night, and I still feel like I put in more hours than I should have after that shit show of a race. <laughs> well, let's so let's go ahead and talk about that. natural, you know, let's, let's go right into it. It's, you know, Carl, what happened in the shit show of a race? I wasn't there, so I have no idea. Well, you know, honestly, I mean, I can't complain too much because I was able to get out of it with just uh, 4X. And I mean, I heard the, something. I read uh, something. The entire 4X was due to another driver um, who stayed out uh, 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 on their tires. I had just pitted, um, and they drove up into me. Oh, um, actually, I did see that. I saw that. Yeah. I saw a video of this uh, this exact incident. So we're not going to name names because that's not no, what we I, do here. I genuinely do not want to name names. Because we're not I, going I, to. Because there there are a lot of guys who did cause incidents last night that I consistently see showing up at practice. They are trying. There are a lot of other guys, though, I never see at practice, and they yes. still cause issues. Um, uh, Brandon, specific. hands down, Brandon up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He causes he causes more anger on track than anyone else, and it's yeah. not because he's bad. But 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 so honestly, a specific person, Carl, has yeah. caused issues. I know. Yeah. For a few people yeah. in the TNT series, and then he almost cost somebody a win in the trucks at Phoenix. Um, so, but, but, but I like without, the guy. yeah, no, but without being a dick, what type of, uh, what type of advice can you give him on, uh, how do I say this, getting better? Um, be patient and and lift. Like you know, this particular part part happened uh, um, on the front stretch, like. If you're on the inside there, sometimes you have to lift a little bit. Like, I mean, you can't just gun it the entire time and just, you know, try to swing it around. And he got tight and came up into me. Um, but but I, have to, I mean, the, the way the race went last night, it almost screwed me out of my race. I got very fortunate with the cautions at the end because I didn't take tires because I didn't want to get caught up in the kind of stuff that Brandon got caught up in on that uh, one restart. Um, and, and I mean, Josh, I don't think was directly caught up in it, but you know, lost a, a, a had a pretty big gap before the caution came out because of it. I mean, I I chose not to take tires because of that, and it almost screwed me. Um, because I just because I didn't want to have to race with those guys. Um, because they a lot of guys are having an off night last night, yeah. Last night bad. was last night was rough, and I know Brandon and I talked about this over Discord earlier too, to where. There's a few things yeah. I want to touch on, though, from what I saw from the uh, from the race review. So there was the one that happened with Carl, and then there was the one where how many people were in the race last night? Eighteen, I believe, started. Eighteen. I think the I think the car the car count I had from this incident, either on a restart or it was just on the front stretch after a restart, was twelve cars got involved in this wreck. And I think we both I think we all know which wreck I'm talking about. What uh, the hell? Josh, how the hell did you get through that? Pure luck. Did, Absolute I, I saw luck. The re I saw the replay, and I'm looking, and all of a sudden, the track is blocked, and then the Red Seas part, and just here comes No, that, that was pure luck. And honestly, with that, I, I'm the first person to defend the person that caused it because, again, he's one of those that's constantly learning. Oh no! And I don't, I'm doing I don't a great job with it. It just okay. I'll admit the only reason that annoyed me is because I was actually looking forward to getting to battle Brandon for the second time when we were out there because there's no denying Brandon's the nemesis right now. Brandon is the guy to beat in TNT. 
and I want to do it the right way. Well, I, I, I wanted a long run because I, during practice, uh, Brandon and I both had a really long run. I think we both hit over 50 laps uh, on the pre-race practice. And I ran the numbers, and I was faster than him on a long run. So I was, like, really looking forward to this. I'm like, this is my opportunity to beat Brandon on the track and not, you know, be due to, like, him getting caught up in something or pit strategy. But I knew I needed a long run. A short run, I did not have the speed. Um, whereas it seems Brandon has speed just about any time. So I yeah. know the person who did the race review said they didn't get all the ins- um, the last time I went to Charlotte, I was in fourth, and someone drove through the tri-oval and took me out. Did that happen to anybody last night? Did anybody just drive through the tri-oval and lack of awareness take somebody out? Well, yeah, there's a there's an instant I had in, but it wasn't necessarily lack of awareness. You just got in the grass and um upset the car and got into me. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a bounty out for me from CCR. Um, two incidents I was in looked pretty suspicious. I can't you know, One trial where, uh, you know, car just comes up and doors me and puts me in the wall. And another one where he comes off the wall and beelines it straight for me. So uh, two guys made some money last night, um, <laughs> thanks to CCR. But uh, I got to get a, a race from Endeavor because uh, being that third and fourth in the totem pole there, I can't uh, pay for these bounties to take out the CCR guys. So. Um. The CCR bounty, just so you know, it's not for other people to cash in. It only counts when one of us takes you out. <laughs> Carl may or may not have offered me a backdoor five-year contract extension if I cost you a win. Listen, I, I actually, I mean, you guys think it's just uh, a CCR against other people, though. I'm paying out bounties to try to uh, uh, give people the right nick, um, but then he keeps doing it on his own. So, <laughs> so do I get the money if I wreck myself? Because I, I, mean, I will wreck we myself. We will incre- We're increasing your pay by twenty percent. <laughs> I got a whole zero dollar raise. Yeah, and, and that's entirely that's, that is entirely because of you spinning the tires and spinning out at Concord. Uh, that was a beautiful move. So I can I can officially. <laughs> Quit my day job and make iRacing a full-time position. Oh, but I, you know, I always, you know, the trioval in Charlotte's always one of those tricky ones because you're in the inside lane and the track just gravi- you know, gravitational pull just wants to sling you to the outside, no matter what. Whenever you run the inside line, and then uh, it's even worse when you're in the outside line because you're trying to ensure that you're giving that guy on the inside plenty of room, but you come pretty close to the, you know, the flag stand whenever you sling it through the triangle there uh, to ensure that you're giving them. And so, I mean, you're both sides have to light up. I mean, you can't run full mm-hmm. throttle there. Both of them, there, there's a lot of give if you're trying to make a pass there uh, or just run side by side. I mean, if you guys are basically equal speed, but you guys are like, hey, we're, uh, uh, hopefully you make a mistake and I'll get past you. But uh, yeah, that triangle was pretty tricky. Yeah, it's, it's those two little apexes ready to come around the trioval that, that really yeah. mess with people because on the outside it's actually it's minorly banked in but when you're on the grass it's actually it's it's opposite bank it's negative bank out so it, it well, and, it's from all the the wear and tear of the track and, and, the, and the other problem with tnt is there's so many guys to, to their credit i mean again i i saw lots of guys tuesday night running a ton of laps but there weren't a ton of people on Tuesday night, and therefore they were mostly running by themselves. And you run the ideal line through there, no problem. 
Um, but there's just a lot of these guys who don't have experience racing at every track um, with other people. Uh, yeah. um, so, I mean, I ran into that a lot when I started. Um, I mean, I start to question some of the guys who have been in TNT longer than I have, um, still having issues. But I, there are a lot of guys that I, I'm confident are going to keep getting better. And they, they just have to take every – they have to look at things like last night and see it as a learning opportunity. Well, and again, we look at some of the restarts that we had. We had people that were restarting in the first three, four rows that honestly don't really ever get to have a restart in that situation. And it's a learning curve, but – Oh, um – Obviously, we're talking about TNT, so we should touch on it. Apparently, there was some controversy with a caution. What? I, I don't know. All I all I know is what I read. I don't actually know what happened. So let let Brandon, since unfortunately you were involved in this and benefited from what the controversy ended up being, take it away. Yeah. Uh, so on the the said restart, I think you guys are alluded to earlier. Um, the guy started in a second row. Uh, had a spun his tires or something and got into Steven and then came back with the track on the wall and then came down and I was running like fifth at the time got into me and just it it bunched up about half the field I'd say and a lot of a lot of faster guys and the caution to come out because we all kind of spun through the the infield well Ed and Joe were race control and um they went to view it like review the, the incident for like EOLs and stuff, thinking the caution would come out because how many guys were in it. And it never came out. So by the time that they got around to actually being able to throw the yellow, you know, we were one or two laps past the caution. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a little late, but um, it was a caution that, you know, in my opinion, should have came out. Um, I know, yeah, it did benefit me, but I still think it, it should have came out regardless. Um, the the biggest issue... Many people are going to argue that one. How many cars well, spun into the infield? Four. No, I was five. in there. No, yeah, there there's quite a few. There's not. There's not even a conversation. I, it, again, I, like I racing's mechanics should have had the caution come out if they yeah. didn't. I mean, we're all human. You guys don't have the actual like physical timing and scoring lines, and you don't have the push of a button. Hey, tower, throw the caution. You don't. You don't well, have I, that. So I think. I think the the what there are more issues from what I'm reading on the Facebook about it was the fact that it was two laps later. So it wasn't instantaneous. I think if it was instantaneous, I don't think anybody would have an issue. I think it's just some people been in their eyes benefited from them throwing it two laps later versus it not coming out because I racing didn't do it. But I think the league as a whole, uh, the admins have done a really good job of being consistent uh, that if it's a multi-car cla- uh, multi-car crash, that they will throw a manual caution. But like uh, you guys said, that uh, you know Joe and Ed were reviewing it, thinking that iRacing did throw it since it was a huge crash and involved a lot of people. And while they were reviewing it, they didn't notice that they did not throw it. So when they did notice it, that's when they threw it. So you know it takes a little bit to run through the actual video to see exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. I, I- I don't have I don't have a problem with being late because um, that, that happens. I mean, they're they're people running race control. They can't be perfect. The the only thing I would ask the admins to consider, and I've I've called for this before on other situations, like 
if, the, if, if, if there are set rules around this in the rule book, nobody can argue about it. Like, if you say that, like, okay, if there are, if there's a single car that spins, they go into the grass uh, off, or go off track, and Iris doesn't throw a caution, we're not going to throw one. But if there's two or more, or three or more, and they don't throw a caution, we'll manually throw it. I think if it's just written out, I don't, I don't think there's going to so, be arguments about it. Uh, you just point to the rule book. But before we let the admin in the chat right now comment on this, honestly, I'm kind of reaching a point with the AOL rule book that we're almost getting a little too specific to where we're going to have to start breaking them out into sections and then they're going to have subsections yeah. and then they're going to have amendments and things like that to where... Yeah, it's going to turn into NASCAR. In, in all honesty, it's friends racing friends. And well, you know what? This is one of those situations that... You know what? I was a little annoyed at like the onset of it and all I thought to myself was... Okay, apparently we aren't going to get a caution. I spent about a half a lap not really gunning it, waiting for the flag to be thrown. And then I reach my oh shit moment. It's not coming. Go. And. Well, and, 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 and I, just, I mean, to be quick, fair, I'm only set, suggesting this because it. I know a lot of times admins have to make judgment calls, um, but this feels like it could be a very black and white thing, like uh, to me. Um, and, um, I mean, it's, it's very similar to, uh, um, you know, the technical difficulties rule, like, you know, when, you know, if, if, if you have technical difficulties, like you, you get to, you know, if you get back to win like the first 10 laps or whatever it is, you get to get those, you know, wave rounds. Um, and, and that was put in the rule book. Um, I, I think I just, you know, if I'm in a situation where I get caught up on a wreck and the admins don't see it and there's no caution that comes out. I, I uh, it would be nice to know what point I can say, hey, 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 race control. Uh, I, I was, <laughs> there, there was no, there was no caution here. Like, there should, should there be a caution, especially in situations where we don't have race control, like in the Cup Series or or the Truck Series. That's not all I was thinking. Yeah, whenever you know the race controls in race racing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. um, I think there's a there's a fine line to all that. You know, you know what's too much rule, what's not enough ruling. Um, yeah, I do agree the the two laps, you know, it's, it's a rough, that was two laps to wait for the caution to come out. Um, but Ed, you know, they did, he apologized for it. They owned up to it, um, that they're just watching the review and it was late to throw the caution. Um, cause it, it should have been an iRacing caution. It wasn't. So, you know, I get that point. Um, you know, the, the addition to the rule book, um, yeah, you know, it's, this is something that was new. Like, I think. For the most part in TNT, these multi-recs like this, caution does come out for iRacing, so it's not something we were prepared for. That, oh, you know, five cars in the infield and there's no caution for it, you know? Um, so it's... Uh, that's where you get, because, like, what if two cars is self-spin go in the infield? Well, if it, you put a rule where two or more cars and caution comes out, well, if they're self-spinning, you know, I don't know if the caution's come out for it. So, you know, it's kind of... It's just uh, kind of like a... Um, Josh was saying, you get to the point where it's nitpicky. You know, would you? How much do you define, and how much do you just kind of leave up for, you know, race control discretion? Um, but yeah, I agree. There, you know, there could be a way to make it more specific. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Honestly, I think just leaving it up to discretion. But like again, since sportsmen, 
cup series there is no actual race control it really comes down to are we going to make somebody that's actually out there running be like uh we had three cars pile up at the back here is it going to be coming oh shit oh well kind of moment but again that kind of stuff doesn't necessarily happen it happens more often in sportsmen but it's from seven months of broadcasting cup i think i've maybe seen it once yeah i think last night might have been a one-off i just there's, it was probably the, the two lap thing that caught everybody off guard yeah, but. yeah there there's been there's been times in the sportsman and maybe in cup where you know these wrecks have happened and we'll call it out with no iris and caution and you know it took a lap or two to get the admins to okay we'll throw a caution here that's just them racing and uh um you know trying to decipher what we really needed or not so, you know, that's where it kind of plays into where, you know, kind of the, the leniency there, I guess. If it happens to you next, if it happens to someone next time, just go park it in the middle of the track. It'll throw it the next time the leaders come by. <laughs> so, I'm I not advocating only... for that. Please don't do that. We're, we're not here to nitpick, but I guess the only thing you can do next time is maybe if there's two people in race control, Instead of both of you going to look at the incidents right away, sit there for 30 seconds, maybe see if the costume comes out. But again, it's I one think of those. This is a very big it's, one-off. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a one-off. It's probably never going to happen again. And they're probably, I mean, Ed and Joe are probably going to sit down together and be like, what can we do differently anyway to make sure this never happens again because they do the race control for TNT? So they're probably going to do something like that without even having to talk about it. So. But uh, they yeah, do, they've done already... a fantastic job since they took over. So. We've had some talks already about it, but yeah, like it, you know, it was kind of a random deal that just happened, you know. So they weren't necessarily prepared for it. So you know, just big learning experience here. Um, it sucks that it pissed off some guys, but in reality, the guys that it truly pissed off and definitely pissed off, it shouldn't have. You know, it had no effect on their race pretty much whatsoever. It actually helped them more than it hurt them. So, um. Yeah, just a big learning, learning point. Gotcha. Well, let's quickly move over to sportsmen and talk about uh, Nashville Super Speedway. How did that go on Wednesday night? Yeah, that was. Uh, do we, uh, we want to bring in Joe to get his opinion on this a little bit too? I'm good with that. Mr. Densmore, do you got a copy? Hey, guys. <clears throat> We're just starting Josh, to talk sportsmen, you... so. That was sportsmen, huh? Yeah. It's going well. Oh, man. Josh, did you say you decided to park it in the middle of the track at Indy, but decided to tell him? Well, no, I actually screwed up my pit entrance it. and. Oh, okay. <laughs> decided to. I for a fraction of a second I thought about just leaving my truck there so it would throw the caution and I wouldn't go like three laps down but so I, I've had a dude in, in an official iRacing event where he parked it right at the entry of pit road we would go green and he would just park it and we'd go underneath caution like as soon as it went green went yellow it was the most annoying thing in the world dude what we were dick. all so angry what a dick oh no, but uh no, uh, so we were at Nashville Super Speedway last night, uh, or Wednesday night, not last night. Uh, how did that race go for everybody? 
It was a really uh, good race. I was going to say, Brandon, Are I think, you? of everybody on here, had the best run. Sorry, I'm off camera because my cat's trying to break things. <laughs> I, I kind of got lucky got there. Cat. I uh, was running, you know, 7th and 10th the whole race. It took me about half the race to figure out how to really nail one, one and two. So I was running just, you know, solid with top 10 and going to deal with it. And then uh, I was staying out with Blake for a late this kind of pit later, I was kind of doing the whole race. And we just got lucky with that caution. I was able to restart third and a good restart with Blake. And uh, was, I think I was pretty good through one and two, maybe a little bit better than one through one and two, but three and four, he, he got me by probably a bus or two. So uh, I was happy I could, uh, Greg got in the wall and I was able to hold Greg off and took a, a eighth place finish and turned into second. So we, we won't talk it. about why I, end, I ended up at the back of the field because it's well-worn territory. <laughs> I may have sped in pit lane. <laughs> That's shocker. I know, right? <laughs> now that pit lane speed sometimes can get you. Especially when you don't practice entry at all. Yeah. Yeah, I had a heck of a time getting off uh, pit road um, Wednesday for some reason. I lost a ton of time not coming in but coming out. Yeah, no idea. I don't Why? have issues with that. I just fry my tires. <laughs> that did right, a pretty right. good job. I, I almost got pole. I was just about edging out pole, which uh, surprised me. So, yeah. but I didn't. I, I heard, didn't have the long run. What's that? I heard uh, tire wear was a you know it actually played a huge uh, factor in it. Like you know, be able to conserve your tires there. Uh, I have yet to uh, race i racing or not i racing, but uh. Uh, I, I qualified. I qualified fifth and thought I, you know, I was just like, "Hey, I can actually keep up with these guys." And at about lap seven, I was just like, "Nope, I'm dropping back to like twelfth right now." <laughs> yeah, I, I myself felt pretty good. I was, um, I was keeping up with Justin, and uh, I, I myself, I didn't get the tire wear that I typically find myself getting. Um, it was really odd. Uh, I fell back to fifth before I ended up having the pit, which is really unlike uh, what I find myself doing typically. Um, so uh, I felt the set the setup felt really funky going into one and two for some reason. See, I at had, least for me, I, I enjoyed one and two. It was three and four that I had issues with. I just I pushed a little it, bit too hard coming out, and I may have used the wall and coming out of four to straighten my truck once or twice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the, uh, um, yeah, I, I felt like one and two was super inconsistent with the truck, with the way the grip was. Um, you'd either enter it and it would be wobbly or that you'd, you'd, you'd enter it and it would slide up a little bit or, and it wasn't because of that bump. It was pretty consistent with the way I entered it. Just really felt weird. One and two, you had to you had to hit perfectly every time, or you're gonna mess something up there. Um, setup, it made it a little bit tight, so that kind of factor or you know, compounded that. But yeah, three and four, I could roll through pretty good. Um, just wasn't very quick. But yeah, one and two, you hit it perfect. You know, you, you noticed it on the track, but you mess it up. You know, you're you're losing time. Oh yeah, you were running yeah. up to the high line if you missed your entry and. Luckily, mm -hmm. I only did that like four or five times throughout the whole hundred <laughs> laps, but 
Of course I did it at the worst <laughs> time imaginable to where somebody be oh. like a solid second behind me and then suddenly I'm exiting two and they're only a half second behind me. <laughs> was that I was I was uh, I was worried oh, by the way when we when I exited turn three at one point when I went by you with, with fresher tires that I caused you to to run up on no, that on was... the track. I had to go back and review it because I was that like, was did I give him enough room? Nope, that <laughs> was just me. Yeah, I couldn't run that. It helps. It would help if I, you know, practice Monday, practice ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Know the feeling. It's hard to practice for the truck races now. Running fuel. Yeah. Yeah. And... Especially. Especially after Monday's race at freaking Sebring. <laughs> I, I still had a blast there, but that's a whole nother story that, <laughs> yeah. I just would, I would have liked my motor not to explode with four and a half minutes left in the race after I had a abysmal beginning, you know, so, but whatever. It is what it is. No. But, all right, since we didn't broadcast, Sportsman, I think it's time. I'm actually waiting here and excited to hear what uh, news we have for the Cup. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to we're gonna talk about the, uh, the chase format that we're going to be running with in the Sportsman and the Cup. But uh, oh, this sure is going more for people both. are interested. Yeah, it's for both, yep. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if Brandon wants you want to do it. Uh yeah sure I can. Yeah. I attempt you here. There you go. Um yeah so I guess sportsmen I'll start with them first. Um there'll be 18 drivers in the chase this year. Um, um to get into the chase you have to have 18 points or if you have a win and you've met uh, half the races like you've actually started half the races not provisionals. Um will qualify for the chase so let's say you're 20th but have made half the races you will bump the 18th guy out and you will be in the chase if you have a win um at the start of the chase the points will reset to 3,000 then um, there'll be three bonus points given for each win then um after each round the point will reset and then you'll get the bonus points plus if you win in the chase and then pretty much the big new thing this year, um, each round of the chase, if you win, you advance to the next round yeah. automatically. Um, for sportsman, Cup's pretty similar, um, other than it's 16 drivers for Cup. Um, the reset's at 2,000 points instead of 3,000, but everything else is, is the same. Uh, you know, when if, if you have a win right now, you're outside the top. 18 or 16, but made over half the races, uh, you will make it into the chase this year. And then the new big new one is uh, winning around and you advance to the next one. Yeah, so the winner gets to move on. So um, so one thing that we will have, unfortunately, the way the program is, is um, it will remove uh, um, provisionals will count because of software itself, but we might be able to um, we'll see if, hopefully they'll program it before then. So it won't remove provisional. So we'll remove provisionals um, as a starting race for the chase itself. So that way we don't have so many folks in there. Um, Johnny, I did go in and clean up some of the provisionals for a lot of folks that practically hasn't even raced at all this season already. 
So that that's your that's your sportsman in your cup. So now you know we have you know the winners having the ability to come in at fifty percent of the races, and then you know of course the if you win in the division uh, during the actual um, piece of it, you'll move forward. So is it fifty? Uh, I'm assuming it's fifty percent of the regular yeah. season, not the playoffs. Correct. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. that's big news. Uh, I'm right there on the, you know, having missed a lot due to vacation and moving and all that good stuff. I'm right there on the borderline. So I might be kicked out of the top 16 there for the the Cup Series. It's going to be interesting for this, uh, uh, this upcoming week here. It was, I think looking at it, there was, worse when there was one or two drivers that were close, Sean and then Hanner. Uh, Sean, if he finished out the races, I think he will be a driver that'll advance. Hanner is right on the edge. You'd have to make pretty much the rest of the races to advance. Uh, same with Hanner. Hanner was in cup. Hanner was in cup. If he he would need to hit like the rest of the races to be able to make his win count uh, for an advancement. Uh, so it wasn't a huge. I did it because there wasn't a huge uh, influx. It'd only be a couple of drivers, and they'd have to play their cards right to actually make it work. Yeah, if, if I'm doing my math correctly right now, um, so Hanner's currently started 10 races, um, and there are two races remaining, um, 27 race season. So, yeah, he wouldn't be able to hit half at this point. I think he's out, uh, if I'm not mistaken. He'd have to have 14. Like, see, the, the 14, yeah. So he'd have right. to have, yeah. But he's, he, he's out. Yeah. There wasn't a huge, like I said, when we were first talking about it, they would have to have pretty much made the rest of the races for it to actually come into huge factor. But there were a couple of guys that could make it work. Like in the trucks, I could make it work if I make them like six. Just have to hit yeah. six. Yep. So we're going to be seeing Nick on Wednesdays now? You will be for the next five races. <laughs> I wasn't racing because I didn't have a chance to actually make the chase. I actually am kind of quick in the trucks, but... Now that I actually have a chance to race for something, I will be there on Wednesdays. So we waited. We should have waited one more week to announce this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, but I have somebody to run with, in, except for uh, Derek Schilling on Wednesdays. And I mean, but do you uh, want Nick running with you? I mean, as long as he wants know. to run with Derek, I'm good. <laughs> I don't like uh, leaving a guy alone in his team since Randy missed this week. Well, he was there for all of, like, five laps. Well, I mean, there's a, there's an elephant in the room about that if we want to be a jerk to Adam. <laughs> there's no jerk about it. But, yeah, so uh, we're going to be in, going to Cup this week. Uh, uh, where do you got? Indy. Where is the Indy? Yep. It's going to be a fun race. Um... Too bad nobody ran in. Was it Indy Road Course? Correct. No, it's yeah. the Oval. I just did the Indy Road Course. That's right. Yeah, we did it when the we when NASCAR was off. That's right. Actually, I ran that one. So yeah, that was actually a fun week. So uh, too bad nobody was in, in here ran IVRL on Tuesday to get that uh, experience up uh, for running it. Uh, I mean, they look like they had they put on a good show on it uh, Tuesday night. So. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what Sunday race is going to have to bring. I will be uh, watching as a you know viewer here, and Josh will be the one covering down on the broadcast. 
I'll, I'll be on as well. I was going to say, I'm not going to be alone. And I ran <laughs> practice with the setup that they have. I have to ask, where did that setup come from? Because it seems... Okay, it's real tight. Real tight must be the way you're driving it. Hey, I had Ed that agreed with me. Because a full run should only give you like a percent or two between the front and the rears. With uh, that. I didn't. I did five laps. No, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that setup came what from Edward's setup shop. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the same setup uh, person that built the the one that we use for the truck series, which was very competitive. See, I so. like that because I'm a especially at Indy, I very much like breaking the back end loose, going through the turns to just give it a little pop mm. of throttle to break the back end around to complete my turn, collect it, and then go. Yeah, so that. You can drive it on the rear tire, um, with just like the trucks, and it's very controllable. So um, it should produce some really good racing, like we would see. And we're 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 really trying to push um, better setup generation, and, and we're partnering with a couple of uh, larger uh, entities that do create setups, and then we'll take a look at them to make sure that they're they're going to be at least competitive. That way. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than driving a plow box. It just doesn't give us good racing at all for everybody, and it's frustrating. So, I mean, you'll never – we'll try our best to never give us – I'd rather see the league have a, a pushy setup than something that's so squirrely that, you know, you, you, you can't even get into the corner without losing it or coming off the middle. But um, we're looking at trying to find a more of a balance, which I think the last uh, – couple setups i mean even the setup that we had this wednesday was a custom setup that we ran the first the first time we were at nashville yeah i i mean i'm one of those people that i i love a loose setup i don't know why i just love it a loose car is a fast car well, yes <laughs> but we're many, not here many for speed. championships said that. yes that's very true loose car is a fast car we were open setup league then absolutely would absolutely agree with that speed isn't the key when a fixed setup it's more of a stable controllable slide um is what you're looking for um i i would absolutely love to give a setup that i think is loose and let everybody else try to drive it there's probably only a select few in this league that would enjoy that uh, so did did you try the Concord setup that we used in TNT? Because I think that would fit the description that you were talking about. <laughs> oh, I'll have to give it a shot. No, I did pretty, not try that setup. Pretty solid setup. Nice. Yeah, I we ran. It's the exact setup that we ran in Fuel and what was their Sportsman, and I had a blast because it was relatively difficult to keep the back end under control and mm. but at the same time once you figured it out it was fast yeah those arca cars you can really steer with the throttle especially at short tracks they really breathe steering they're like little versions of the super late model really which would be a blast to drive 
I still think we need to do a modified league. <laughs> Should do the I, think, I think that would help tracks. a lot of people out, though, is having a, just a short track only with cars meant to be on a short track. So uh, that sounds like a like a fun deal right there. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to take a you know a cup car down to Nashville, uh, we'll take a actually a modified down to Ma Nashville. It'd be, be a whole lot funner race. What do you mean, sportsmen running uh, the fairgrounds and the trucks? Oh, I did the cups at the cup at the fairground. <laughs> so That's I have a, a question for uh, Joe and Brandon. Uh, this is going to go off topic for a second. This is going to go towards uh, towards the playoffs. So I'm looking, and I want to know what is the rule specifically about provisional? Wasn't it they have to be requested? Because I noticed we were just giving them out for a long time. Yeah, we started giving them out at the beginning of the season this year. That rule wasn't in there anymore. It's just we this the people are still asking for them. Okay, that what was the sense. process for asking for them? It was on the Facebook feed. Okay. At the time when we had it in there. Yeah, like. And four. That answers my question. Yep. All right. So Honestly, we're trying to get we're trying to get it so that we can remove the provisionals counted as a race, but the software doesn't. Isn't there a software guy in one of these five boxes in here? Yeah. I, I don't he, know which one it is. He we he's can, we can already fix it. He's already. Are, what are, what software are you guys actually using to keep track of these things? The Denny's, uh, whatever the hell it's called now. The sim yeah, the software guy that's in here tried to make it to where they would give control over to him, and unfortunately they didn't go that way, because... Yeah. I have a lot of opinions on the direction that they're taking it right now, uh, new owners, and more power to them. It's not very good, but... um. I mean, I, I did create that uh, website to keep track of uh, TNT points with the uh, drops calculated in. That's pulling straight from Dan Lisa, but then just adding some additional math on top of it. So if you guys need anything where, you know, take the points from Dan Lisa and modify them a little bit uh, somehow, you know, following some rule set, uh, let me know and I can, I can help you guys with that. Sure, we'll take that back and discuss it with everybody and see how that could play out what type of lead time would you need that i'm putting on on the on podcast pressure here it uh it, it, it depends on uh, exactly what you need but uh, i've already got a lot of that uh system wrote out to pull Pretty the good. scores from from them so uh wouldn't shouldn't be terribly long like you know a, a day or two so, I mean, I'm looking at the comments, and according to Ed, that SimHub, they're, basically they're waiting on them to have the provisionals be dropped from the calculation they're doing, and it doesn't look like they're going to actually, you know, have that done in time, so provisionals may count towards yeah, the it, 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mess, message me uh, after this. Give me details what you guys want exactly, and I'll see what I can do. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Well, 
Yeah, we could do something like that because we can. We could probably use. We'll we'll talk about it offline. Yep. Joe's got a thousand ideas They're going through his head right now. I know what he's trying to figure out exactly which one he wants to say. <laughs> oh man. Hey. Uh. But uh. You know. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys out there on the Indie Ro or Oval. Uh, it's always a great show. Uh, last time I ran it was with Josh when we did the Indy 500. <laughs> the full that length. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Indy 500? you even want to look at the track after that? Uh, oh, I... It was one of those rare times that I actually felt really good about myself after running with Blake because... Blake managed to use the two fast repairs that we had allotted within the first, like, 45 minutes. Granted, the <laughs> setup was kind of crap, but it was also, yeah. like, my favorite kind of crap. And it was just the stock indie oval for the Delaria 12s. But, again, it was you one just, of those that the back end you, was loose. You, you, If you... uh made every lap a qual lap you just burned your tires up and you were done so uh a lot of people found that out the hard way i was out of that race not much longer after blake was <laughs> i think it ended up being just me and josh oh, just yeah, fighting like out for the last crap. uh and it was forever yeah it it took way too long even to the point to where if i remember justin anderson actually went ate dinner, yeah, came back, and was only like 50 laps down. And he still ran until the end. He, As a trooper right there, he went and actually had dinner with the wife, came back, and then hopped back in. It's like, all right, I'm going to finish this race. I think he picked up a couple spots. I mean, that's what happens when people <laughs> end up dropping out. But uh, yeah, I think Greg was there, and he had to take off shortly after Justin did. But uh, we appreciate everybody that came out and ran that night, ran that day. Yeah, it was fun. I kind of wanted to do another one like that, but not Indy. No. I pushed for a full-length <laughs> Coke 600, but that got ignored for Indy. It so. wasn't ignored. It was just we did, we run we run Cup cars already. But I like Charlotte. I mean, I Charlotte likes me. I don't like Charlotte. Even though now Carl's faster than me, and I don't like that. I I am not faster than you, Charlotte. Um, I think at race pace. I, on a long run, maybe. Um, but I still stand by the fact that on the runs that we're going to have most of the time at Charlotte, both you and Brandon are faster than I am. So I got you. All right. Hey, uh, Brandon, Joe, we appreciate you guys coming on. Brandon, you were here for a lot, a few of the segments. We appreciate you coming on. Joe, we appreciate you coming in to give us, uh, the insight into this, uh, the new chase cups and sportsman series and, uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, if uh, you guys don't mind, I have something to plug, if you guys don't mind me plugging it real quick. Go ahead. Go for it. Um, yeah, so uh, Endeavor Racing, uh, December 5th, that's a Sunday. I forgot about this. Um, we're planning uh, a full-length uh, super late model race uh, that mimics the Stoneball Derby. So it'll be uh, at Five Flag Speedway, um, and then it'll be a 300-lap race. Um, we're planning a comp caution right now at 100-200 uh, fuels about 120 right now so we can't go just halfway so if we're to do the 100 200 
Um, right now we're uh, hoping to get a 36 car field is where we're limiting at. If we end up getting more than 36 guys, we'll have an LCQ. Um, and uh, right now it's open to uh, any AOL member and any field member that wants to run. Uh, right now we have eight guys signed up, uh, seven from AOL and one from Fuel. Uh, so really, really hope to get some more guys signed up for that, especially on the Fuel side. Those guys are pretty quick. Um, we're looking to get a prize fund put together, you know, a winnings purse, um, some contingency awards, stuff like that. Um, so looking for sponsors or, uh, you know, any drivers want to donate, that'd be awesome. Um, so, yeah, if you uh, are interested in, in joining the race, um, get a hold of me or Blake uh, Gordon at uh, on Facebook or Discord. And then if uh, you were a company you know uh, is interested in sponsoring, uh, just let us know. Um, it will be broadcasted. Uh, GFM has uh, graciously um, decided to broadcast it as, for as us. As much as I wanted to run it, I'm going to be in the booth. Yeah, so I know Joss wants to run it, so I'm expecting the rest of the GFM guys to make up for him on the track. Josh, if you want to run it, I'll broadcast Oh, no. I I don't want to make an ass of myself, as Brandon a, has yeah, got to see you don't me want, running you don't want, SLMs. You don't want Nick to call out your, your assness on the track there? No, I just want to keep doing it to him. <laughs> I've uh I've ran some <laughs> laps there. It's a it should be a pretty fun race. It's a pretty fun setup there, and Super Late Model is always fun to run. So, hoping uh, we can get a good car count and uh, get a good race out of it. So, J Josh, I just want to be uh, sure, Harry. Did you say you want to keep doing it to Nick? Racing. Right. I'm not into that, Josh. I'm sorry. Damn it. You might swing that way, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately for you, good sir. I may accept all lifestyles, but I am not a part of all lifestyles. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a great way to end this. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that is going to conclude tonight's podcast. Well, we appreciate everybody coming out and commenting. We've got a, quite a bit of crowd out there commenting on on the podcast we appreciate you guys coming out listening to us and uh giving us your feedback and uh, interacting with us we love it whenever people comment no matter if it's a podcast or broadcast so uh make sure you guys tune in for sunday night at indy uh on monday night we're going to go to fuel at the usa international tuesday night ivrl at michigan wednesday night uh i think we're back at usa international Yep. Uh, next Thursday, where were we at? Uh, uh, Martinsville. At Martinsville. Martinsville. Oh, God. A lot of short track racing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bring, bring the short tracks. All right. Well, uh, that's it for us tonight. I appreciate you guys coming out. I am Adam Wood, and that's the rest of the Gross Fire Media Group below us. You guys have a wonderful weekend.